Hello, beloved. Hello, beloved soul, beloved friend, beloved fellow human on this wonderful, gorgeous, transforming, oh my goodness, transforming little planet Earth. So, hi, friend. Welcome back to our unfurling heart. Whose unfurling heart? It's it's not just mine. I'm Ivy. Uh, no, it's our unfurling heart. And can you hear the thunder rumble and roll behind me and, and above me? Ooh, what a stormy night. So, friends, this podcast is for our unfurling heart. For we all have areas in us that that desire and deserve and require our growth and integration and processing and healing at this time. And it is what it is, but we all have healing to do. And no matter where this healing is exhibited in our life, whether it's in our health and our body or the way we treat ourselves, the way we treat each other, the way that we talk to others, the way we prioritize our time, the way like really everything that I can think of at least, all of it is going to be regulated by the heart and by by the quality of our heart, the freedom and liberation of our heart or the boundaries or the, the walls around or, you know, like truly the heart is our central multidimensional cosmic organ where the, like the heart's uh, electromagnetic field is over 5,000 times that of the brain. What? So, so incredible. And so we must work with the heart because it truly is the center of us. It is the soul of us. It is the great neutral point and regulator and processor and integrator and, and pump. <laughs> Like the, the heart is so magnificent. And as we together work on opening and healing and integrating and processing our own hearts, at the same time, we hold space for each other to do this. And we model what this work is for one another. And at, as we do this, we begin healing the collective and evolving the collective and expanding the hearts and perspectives and minds and energetic capacity and bandwidth of ourselves individually and collectively. So, so much of the work that is before us and within us is truly all of the heart and for the heart. So this podcast is about our individual and collective unfurling heart. And unfurling, I chose this word because it is complicated. It is expansive. It can be messy and uncomfortable, but it is also so full of momentum and forward movement and an unraveling of our stories and hangups and blockages. And it is a, even if messy, it is a incredible liberation on all levels. So this podcast is full of conversations to support our heart's 
support our bodies, support our life, support our relationships, support our graceful, productive, nonviolent, compassionate communication. This podcast is for helping us on all of these levels in all different areas of our human existence. Because although all of our stories and circumstances and lives are very different, we move through the same and similar archetypes and themes and emotions and journey of being a human being. We have the same and similar energetic qualities and rites of passage and and all all of the emotions that we experience we truly do share so much in common with one another just with the basic energetics and experience heart-based experience of being a human and you know we've all grown up in this matrix we've all lived in this matrix so this podcast is for you because, my, my dear friend, we all have this inner work to do. My personal opinion is that it is impossible for us to not have this work to do unless we've already done it, although it is quite like an onion and never-ending. So that being said, we all have the work to do. And there is no shame, there is no fault, there is no guilt, there is no discomfort about owning that, hey, I got some heart troubles, <laughs> I got some hang-ups, I've got some pains and traumas and things that I'm having a hard time letting go, or things that I'm too uncomfortable to even think about, you know? There's... There's so much variety in all of this and so, again, so much shared experience. So this is the space where we safely and integrally do this work that we truly all have to do. So come hang with me, your dear soul sister, Ivy Rose. Come hang with me on Fridays. That's when every new episode is gonna drop or hang with me whenever you want to, dear friend whenever you want to and keep coming back though because this space is for the work that all of us must do at this time and not must from a distorted place of the mind but must from an urgent place of the soulful and wise heart that's where we're speaking from so this is work that we all must do because 2021, we don't want any more years like this stuff going forward. We have an entire world to rebuild and reprogram with natural law and cosmic divine sovereign order and like true energetic justice and a recalibration of the entire human experience. So there is no time for us to be distracted and not doing our inner work because it is a prerequisite for us to get into the better world that is not full of communism and tyranny and pain and hate and, oh, deception and, oh, you know, all of the things. And we don't need to keep naming the things. We all know what those things are. So, 
So this podcast is for you, friend. Keep coming back. And if you have, if you have episode suggestions, I'm open to that. We, I've got, I've got so much in store already, and I'm so excited to share this all with you. Okay, so friends, I want to share with you this. I already decided this podcast will be on my YouTube channel because let's make content in as many forms as possible. Let's be vulnerable. Let's just be really real. Let's just speak from the heart and share it. So this is the way that I can do it. How is the way that you can do it, dear friend? What are the ways that you can share what is in your heart with whatever whatever the natural amazing abilities that you do have what are your ways of sharing yourself and sharing your wisdom or your gifts or your creativity or your guidance or your healing or your listening ear or whatever it is what is it for you how can you do it more or better or in more alignment how can we prioritize that sacredness that you are to be here and give to this world right so if you want come hang out with me on youtube and if you're going to please subscribe please like the video also because that helps me with their dang you know artificial intelligence computer algorithms that we really we really want to be good with the dang algorithms so if you can help help a soul sister out and yeah friends i'm i'm stoked to be doing this new podcast. I, you know, I was going to do it just audio because I just want to be able to roll in and sit down and record when, when I have something on my heart to share and to give. And so I was like, well, Ivy, you don't want to have to be camera ready. You don't want to have to set up all of the lights and all of the stuff. And, you know, cause truly guys doing this, I don't make money doing this stuff. I do this for free. I do this because my heart says I must. (laughs) I must, must, must. So, you know, this ends up taking a lot of time and effort. I have been, I was going to do this first thing this morning, and now you can see that it is nighttime because I had a whole day full of issues with technology. You know, it's like this stuff takes time and energy. And so... I didn't want to have to be so vulnerable and I didn't want to have to be so put together. And I'm sharing this not to tell you this story. I'm sharing this to help you look at your own life and see where you're trying to be perfect and how gosh darn unnecessary and actually hindering it is, right? So what I decided was like, nah, content needs to be created because this isn't about me. This is about sharing heart qualities and vulnerability. Like I'm just really good at being vulnerable and honest and talking. So that's what I'm doing, you know? So, but sharing that vulnerability is going to ideally help you be more vulnerable and courageous and honest with yourself and others so that we can all start living more authentically and not just like live authentically to like, Ooh, live authentically. But not to live authentically, to truly fulfill whatever we are souls and human bodies for, right? Let's keep zooming out and seeing big picture how big this is. It's huge that we are in physical bodies and on a planet and living these little lives. Like, 
let's just think about that more. It's very interesting. So long story short, I'm just going to show up exactly as I am. And when there's something on my heart to be shared in this podcast, I'm going to come here and do it. If I want to be this drum while we have this conversation, then that's what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to be however I am, you know? So, yeah, let's just be cool with however we are and let's just be real however we are, okay? So if you want to hang out with me ever on YouTube and like sit cozy, watch this with me, just like with that time together, with this time together right now, and also for the listener, if you're not on YouTube, of course, also. But let's just be so comfortable being exactly as we are, how we naturally are, and be okay being seen. Just being seen as we are. Yeah? Okay. That feels good on my heart. And that also is going to allow me to be more productive in creating the things that actually nourish my soul because I'm exercising and utilizing my gifts that I have to share with humanity. You know, so what what is that for you? Because when I just give myself permission to like show up exactly as I am without needing to be anything else or more or less or different, like I'm patting myself on the back right now because like this is this is a first time being willing to just show up. So my dear beloved, where, how, when can you show up more vulnerably with courage? Because really we have nothing to fear. We all in the heart of us freaking love one another. We love one another. Remember that. Remember that, remember that, remember that. We are not judging one another for anything because it it has been so challenging and backwards in every way. Even the things that we think are good about this world still have so many backwards qualities within the energetic architecture of them. So like, who cares what we've been good at or bad at or failed at or whatever? Like, who cares? Because it was in the the barbaric years of the matrix. It's not going to matter going forward. So going forward, we love each other. We're friends. No judgment no competition, just love, like seriously, just love and support my dear soul sister or my dear soul brother. That's it. You know, it's easy. It's easy, guys. So where can you show up more as yourself? Where can you let go of a bit of the mask or the shield or the persona that we put on? Because you we probably all do it, right? Like, let's be really honest to ourselves. In some way, we all do it. So where Can we just loosen it a little bit and just like shake a little bit of it off, okay? Let's shake a little bit of it off. Okay, so this conversation today, we are talking about relationships. We are talking about envisioning our relationships to be healed and coherent and compassionate. This is a really, really needed one, I feel, I feel, and I think and I know. (laughs) So with this conversation, creating and envisioning healed, coherent, compassionate relationships. So this can mean your significant other. 
this your significant other that you love tremendously or that you're at odds with or that you're really doubting the future of the relationship with this this is a, appropriate for every stage and wellness level of relationship and this conversation is also perfect for if you don't have a relationship yet if you have it you know maybe this can apply to our relationships with our mothers our children our friends our colleagues but also you know if you want to call in a relationship or you just got out of a relationship that was really hard and we're not sure if we ever want one again no matter what this conversation is for you because most relationships especially when it comes to communication when it comes to uh knowing each other's needs and values when it comes to sex from a sacred union not distorted and sexual misery programming place like we all have work to do in a lot of those ways because this society has bred extremely unhealthy inverted relationships within a lot of us because that is how they they put a wedge in the family system that is how they put wedges within the teamwork between a man and a woman and children. You know, they they completely disrupted our whole natural systems that work very, very well. They, And at the heart of it, it's to stop and create that really distorted wedge and inversion and, and reversal with the divine feminine and the divine masculine energies. And of course, guys, we know those energies are found, yes, within each one of us, male and female individuals. And of course, we embody this divine union through our partnerships, through through you know because we that's where we're actually in the physical melding divine feminine and masculine and it's it's just it's such sacred work and we all have this work to do so whatever forms of relationship you find yourself in where where do we see that there are difficulties or challenges or things that in order to have a more vital relationship a more fruitful a more balanced a more compassionate maybe more understanding can you see the areas in your relationship you know are there areas where there are things that really really desire to come more into balance but and are there places where we're not even letting ourselves see where there's dysfunction or distortion you know like first see do we have blind spots in our relationships do we have areas where we're in denial about us needing to heal things change things and grow things you know our society truly has programmed us to judge each other so heavily and to blame each other so much for a hundred percent of the issues you know we often will blame the other person for all of the problems without taking responsibility for what truly is also ours often we we are completely unable to see where our responsibility is in things and we'll put full responsibility on somebody else and it's never that and it's never that way. So we'll get more into that. But just to see how 
through social media, through movies, through music, we see how we've been taught again and again and again to discard people, to just be like, oh, this person did this, or this person is like this, or I just really don't like this, or it's gotten boring, or, you know, it's like we make up all of these excuses so that we can just discard this person, this human that we've had connection with discard them so that we can just create space for the next person without working on our shit and then we're going to create some similar or different patterns with that next person and so really where does that get us when we're just really we are abandoning each other and hurting each other instead of getting really really real and recognizing that we are here for soul growth we're not here for instant gratification in really any ways and especially not within our relationships we are here for bonding and mutual growth we are here to experience and learn love giving love and receiving love and being love like we are here for true lessons and true work and if we are just letting go of this person and discarding them because a b or c and then inviting the next person and then it's like oh well i'm just gonna let this go or discard this because you know, D-E-E or D-E-F, you know, and, and we just keep, we, we keep having these, these, these relationships that end up creating a lot of baggage, end up creating a lot of heart cords, end up creating a lot of drama and even deepening cycles within our own patterns. And at the same time, we create mutual discomfort and mutual different degrees of traumas for one another of abandonment of perfection of not being good enough or you know so many people find themselves so deep in different forms of sexual misery programming and we're going to talk more about that one day we'll do a whole really good episode on on that of course from a heart-based and heart healing perspective but our world our world has really programmed all of these dysfunctions into our relationships on all different levels of our relationships, you know, regarding sex, regarding our bodies, regarding our health, regarding our finances, regarding how we raise our children, regarding all of the ways that they've intentionally created discordant energies to create incoherence within our ability to create sacred union and actually have our inner relationship with ourselves but then also our relationship within our sig with our significant others for for us to truly again be able to create balance nurture and maintain divine sacred union and of course that doesn't have to mean legal marriage like you know take out of all of these conversations take what fits for you discard the rest you know if my words aren't the right words that fit for you then when you hear my words understand that i'm a very you know i'm a flexible person i'm easygoing i'm trying to say the most neutral words to reach everybody but always use the words that sit right for you in your understanding and in your understanding of this reality so yeah this world they've programmed us so well to discard 
people. Just like we discard all of the disposable shit in this reality. All the garbage, all the consumerism, all the, all the things. And we discard people. And that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Like, really feel how much that sucks. I don't know what your story is. I don't know what your history is, what your relationships are. And so, like, I hope that you are well and well in your heart in these regards. But you know what this society has done? There's a great chance we all have a lot of relationship baggage. A lot of people have probably not been modeling good relationship habits, good communication abilities, good teamwork skills. A lot of children these days probably have not had any of these qualities really modeled. So can we also understand, because we're probably all adults who are listening to this podcast, that we have responsibility not just to fix ourselves for the sake of our own growth in our own human experience, we have the responsibility to right our wrongs and stop these patterns so that we can model what is appropriate and healthy and conscious and integral to the youth of this world. Because when you have a challenging marriage, a shitty marriage, when you and your partner are horrible together, like everything in your house feels this. Your children feel this. We're affecting their nervous systems and their hormones and every, everything about them. And we are teaching them how to treat each other and what it's okay to put up with and how we should be treated. And so much, guys, come on, admit, we're all doing it friggin' backwards or just like not, not in the appropriate ways. And I say that from so much love and I say that from so much respect and so much realness. You know, not many of us actually have healthy, healthy relationships. I think a lot of people call their relationships healthy when in reality a lot of things are being brushed under the rug or a lot of things are being distracted from, you know, in whether we're shopping, we're eating, we're drinking, we're using drugs, we're, we're masturbating, we're, you know, whatever all the things are, you know, all of the things you pick the ones that you know, fulfill your time when you need a distraction. So, you know, for us to honestly see, it is like it is our responsibility, but it's not truly a fault of our own because the system was created to do this to us and it worked for the most part for most people, of course, because that's what brainwashing does. That's what them repeatedly creating trauma to our heart through through what they do in the world right what they do to create trauma and fear and pain in our hearts but then also what they do through our relationships so like it's okay for us to recognize that it's like we all have some walls up in our heart probably we probably all of us have have some painful things that are sitting in our hearts. Have some things that we wish didn't happen. Have some things that we wish we did differently. Have some things that we wish that we could say, and the opportunity is gone forever. You know, like, I know you feel me because I feel you. And, and 
I mean, the idea of healing this stuff to me, it's not like, woo, healing, <laughs> you know, because like to me, healing the physical body is like, woo, healing, because immediately feeling less physical suffering is a great thing. However, doing the heart work, at least for me, it's like, okay, <sighs> okay, okay, we'll do this. Okay, we'll do this. Like, I have to coax myself in a bit more sometimes because heart work it's fundamental and it's so to the core of us and it really takes our presence our presence on like all levels and i also feel that this this matrix the society has intentionally created us and influenced us in a way that we don't have a lot of presence right we're so distracted that it stops us from being so present so with this heart work and especially with our relationship work it really requires more presence and to truly be willing to keep trying and trying and trying and to me heart work is different than body work you know because body work i can just be like okay i'm doing this fast for these next days or this cleanse or i'm going to start taking this supplement or i'm doing this for my body every day or like it's it's just like these are the things that i'm doing physically and heart work on the other hand and relationship work and communication work it's not just like okay i'm going to always communicate this way now okay, I am, I'm always going to be like this with my heart now because so much of the heart is interconnected with our subconscious that it's getting stormy, my friend. But in relationships and especially in the beginning of really working on our communication and our presence, it, it, takes, it takes work and awareness and you know, our own protective mechanisms will keep coming up. And we must, like, it, it requires a retraining of our mind and of our nervous system, even of our, um, the way that we sense and perceive one another. Often we are, like, hypersensitive to each other's body language, to each other's verbiage, to, to all of that. So the heart work, the relationship work, the communication and relationship work, it takes presence and it takes practice. And it's, yeah, it is, it is a continual trial and error and trial and error and trial and error. And as we keep doing this though and finding what works and practicing it better so that it becomes more natural so that it becomes more muscle memory in our mouth in our mind in our in our body and our body language as we practice this it does create so much more harmony and so much more ability to like hear each other not just hear what we think the other is saying but like really hear what their intention is to say what they're wanting us to hear and vice versa you know we truly through these practices through this growing awareness and through this trial and error and continual practice of showing up and letting our defenses go and keep like working at it and working at it and working at it and I'm like ah it is work but it's work that changes everything. Ooh. Oh, beloved, let me just pause.
pause this for a minute. My house is shaking and there is a tornado warning tonight. And you get to be with me in real time, at least real time for me, as, as we're in a very large storm tonight. So even like in this moment, and I'm so sorry that we paused this episode, but we are pausing right now because this is an in-the-moment experience and teaching of what happens when one fight or flight comes in when we get a little bit scared right scared about a conversation scared about a person scared about a situation in a relationship you know what somebody will say what somebody will think whatever it is when we get scared and we can feel it in the body right we feel it in the body actually first and then just a split second later the mind will start going a mile a minute we start producing different hormones and chemicals. I can feel my adrenaline right now. I can feel my norepinephrine right now. You can hear me and maybe even see me gently rubbing my heart. This is very calming for me right now. Calms the nervous system, calms the heart. My heart feels more protected. The thymus gland, which is the gland on top of your heart, is very, very special. And so when we're in moments of fight and flight in your relationship or in life in general or even like this right now, what calms us? Because when we're calm, we're going to be more clear we are going to be able to take right action, whether that is physical action or spoken word. We're going to perceive our environment more clearly, perceive more accurately, have greater functioning. And if we can keep ourselves as calm and relaxed as possible, and oh my goodness, especially when we're in a hard communication in a relationship, when we're in a rumbly part, a icky part, or we're in, you know, a really good fight. <laughs> so what can we do to slow down those moments that feel really scary to the body and the mind, right? So be in your breath. Do something that is self-soothing. Sometimes it's even just like holding your own hands like lovingly holding your own hands can be very grounding. You slow down your breath, and you can even slow down your speech. And instead of getting like a high, frantic voice, instead, drop your register down. Drop your calmness and your voice register down into your pelvis, where you are rooted and grounded. You guys know my business partner, Kimberly, who, uh, right, she's the co-host of Inspired Sovereignty Radio, which is the other podcast that we do. She, she's lost two houses to two different tornadoes within a decade. And when she was in both houses, so I've, I've heard enough tornado stories that like truly anecdotes I allowed to create some fear in my heart. Interesting, right? 
So that's a space for me to work on, but thank you for being present and working on it with me. It sounds a lot calmer outside right now. So let's all, whatever you're doing right now, let's all take a deep breath and like bring some awareness to the lungs. Like even just as you breathe, feel your lungs. And soon I'm going to teach you a really good lung stretching uh, activity that I've developed. And I think it is quite incredible. So that was that was kind of intense, but thanks for rolling with it. You know, and again, I could have paused. I could have edited that out. That's what was going through my mind at the time, you know. But it's like, hey, friend, no, this is what is real. And suddenly, like, I'm doing a work thing with you right now, right? This is still work for me. And, you know, it's like we have a tornado warning and stuff is getting crazy right outside of this room. And, you know, my nervous system started responding to that. And so... To me, at least, it's it's of service to everybody to actually allow myself to be vulnerable in that most uncomfortable situation because human life happens, ooh, and I want to roll with it. And, right, me, me modeling how I roll with things when I get physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually afraid, when I feel those feelings, let me share with you in the moment, let me share with you me actually doing it instead of just me telling you about it, right? So thank you for being with me. Whew, I'm in a, a house that's like 102 years old and I figure if there was a tornado, because there's no basement here, Goodness, in Canada, we have basements. Uh, but here in Tennessee, it's a little bit different. So I figure my little pantry would be the safest place. But how do you take care of five animals at the same time, right? So, okay, so we're just going to rumble with this. We're going to keep rumbling with the storm that's rumbling with me. So, okay, so friends, as we're talking about all of this and how our society intentionally create situations where we are not as self-responsible as we ought to be because because of the term learned helplessness are you familiar right so learned helplessness is exactly what it sounds like we are programmed to be quite helpless in certain ways and we are programmed to to not see our part in the equation because it is so much easier to be aloof to the deeper levels of our own work and instead just blame somebody else and change our situation right because that that can often just keep us recycling more patterns more problems while creating more mutual trauma for us all and where is that going to get us you know when we're actually in relationships that because we work on our communication and all of the things that I've already mentioned in this episode, because we work on that stuff, relationships become more fruitful. We have our basic needs really met. We have our our more complicated than basic needs more readily met. We do inner work be, like together within ourselves but with also like we support each other we encourage each other we we create a better timeline for each of us individually together though like there is such huge soul work that gets done especially when we are 
actually in long-term committed relationships because what happens like why would you what is the point of having shorter relationships that end poorly and having a bunch of those like well where is that is that what we are really meant to do like why do we would we get into relationships being like i just want to be in this for eight months like what what does that why why I don't know. And, you know, maybe this is also just me, right? Maybe. But this this feels more, more universal than just my experience because I watch people. I witness things. I help people. I've been helping people for, you know, 17 years now. And when you help them well and you're a good listener, you hear a lot about people's lives. And the things that we convince ourselves that we're okay experiencing or okay being like, right? So for us to understand that in all relationship problems and as shitty as the other person's been, whatever the other person has done, we still play 100% of our 50%. Okay, you hear me on that? In every single situation, it takes two to tango. And you and I both play 100% of our 50%. Okay? So truly, everything does need to be worked worked on. You know, and I know I'm generalizing relationships here. And let me just be outspoken and say, I'm not talking about relationships that are physically abusive I'm not talking about situations where it's like, no, for real, for your safety, get out of that, right? So we're not talking about those very extreme situations, okay? So disclaimer there. But it's it's really time. Like, there's no point in fooling ourselves and pretending that we are not 100% for our, responsible for our 50% of a relationship, you know, even I see, I see a lot of women doing work around like narcissistic abuse by a, a man, for instance. And like, again, we're not talking about the extreme violent situations, but like girlfriend, girlfriend, if you have a really meek energy, if you've been like if you've been the energetic opposite to a narcissist you're you know you're you're getting what you're you're calling in or let me find better words for that it's cause and effect we're talking energetic laws here you know so is as much as that man for in this random example might have to work on his narcissism it's also like what are the qualities what are the energetic qualities of you that are in balance with his narcissism and normally it's like you have somebody very narcissistic and then you have somebody very meek and codependent so you see it's a matter of understanding of understanding the the relationship between energy that's all that it is and if we want this person again in this random example we want this man to shift out of his narcissism and, and see to see his narcissism and also if we are really wise women or again whatever the situation is we recognize that that person isn't a narcissist Again, unless they're like a sociopath or something crazy, but that person typically isn't a narcissist 
because they want to be. They're a narcissist because they've been traumatized. They've been wounded. This is their protection mechanism. So again, here we both have healing to do, right? But when we start shifting how we are, the other person in the relationship starts shifting how they are. It's time that we see that it is all just energy and the relationship between our energies, okay? So we just want to see that we all must begin truly seeing each other. So I see no matter what the situation is in my marriage, what's my part in it? That is the first thing that we want to look at is like, what is my part in this? Because it's impossible for me not to have some type of part in this, you know? And sometimes it's just simply of like, where can I communicate more or better? Or I did not state my needs or my boundaries or, you know, this is so different for each person, but it's incredibly important for us to begin taking responsibility for what is ours one more time it's time for us to begin really being responsible for what junk <laughs> in relationships within communications within honesty within all of that what is truly on us because energetically 50% of it is us you know it's always going to be different what this looks like across every relationship but 50% of the energetics of the relationship is 100% each one of us so when we learn and practice taking self-responsibility for our actions we also start we start seeing things in a more balanced way and we start actually seeing the soul in one another we are so good to judge ourselves based on our intentions and then we judge the other person not based on what they were intending but we judge them instead based on how we perceive their actions you know and so that that will generally lead to a pretty like just not incoherent situation because you you expect to be heard as you know what your intentions are but you're not actually doing that for the other person you feel me here so we want to start really seeing where is that person's intentions coming from where really if we're really if we know this person not assuming the worst of them if we know this person where where are they really intending what are other ways that we can see the situation or this person other than the way that we habitually are in this moment because when we immediately just see the worst in each other or expect the worst in each other it's like we're coming from a really contracted perspective and even if it's like well i really want this person to be able to change i really want this person to be a better communicator or this person to be more this or if he would only work on his health finally or like whatever the hang-up is also for us to to understand that things happen in people's own sacred divine timing so you know there's things that i ragged on my husband for a long time and yes maybe i sped certain things up but on other hands or on the other hand, certain lessons 
for each individual person must come in their own timing because that's between themselves, their soul, and God or the universe or whatever word fits for you. You know, it's we're not here to force the changing of another person. We're really here to love one another and support one another and experience and feel one another and grow individually and together, you know? So for us to really see people from a much more expanded perspective, to see, and whether this is your person right now, whether this is a future person that you're calling in, whether whether you're at odds with your spouse and don't even want to be in that situation, like, and especially for p- folks in that situation, it's like we really want to slow down and truly assess a lot more because the soul work that we have to do together is so beautiful and it is such a tremendous shame when we too soon discard somebody instead of recognizing the growth and beauty that is truly available to the relationship and even if that current relationship is in a super broken or dysfunctional place understanding that in the heart and soul of people providing you have somebody that like is a true human being with a true heart and soul like everybody desires healing and growth and getting closer to whatever is god or what is divine and sacred you know everybody in a heart level has the desire of that growth everybody because it's part of soul so if you're with somebody right now that isn't seeking that growth and healing and you are and i guys i know what that feels like i see i see people in those situations all the time where one person is like really doing the work really working on themselves really expanding getting healthy getting motivated getting becoming becoming and the other person is really stuck on the other timeline do not give up friends we don't give up on one another hear that we do not give up on one another anymore because we love each other and we understand that our partnerships are for more than instant gratification our partnerships are here to help evolve ourselves and heal the children and heal this world and create a better humanity in general so we're not just going to discard each other anymore okay so we want to see the potential for growth and healing in that other person and if it's hard to see right now totally okay but know that in the heart and soul of that person they do desire growth and healing and you know they might just need a bit more time for them to recognize that or maybe you more so walking your path in your next evolved way where you're so fully responsible and so compassionately communicative and encouraging that that energy is so contagious so if you're in one of the relationships where it's like i'm in a really challenging spot i don't know if i want this you know to keep working on yourself keep working on yourself keep working on your ability to communicate and love and be really real because when we individually learn how to communicate better and stay more calm and stay not triggered 
even if our partner isn't on the same page, we begin interacting differently in ways that will diffuse situations and uplift our partner. And, you know, it's like we still become that next timeline version of us. And when we when we're really integral and compassionate and communicative, that's going to help lift up your partner like that that because they'll see you and they'll feel you and so then when we grow a really good team it's like yeah honey come with me come we're going to start drinking more water or we're gonna we're gonna I, I can't wait to share all of my like marriage tricks with you guys but we're gonna start taking care of our relationship differently and I love you so much and we're gonna start taking care of ourselves better together Okay, and it's okay if that's not something that you want to do right now, but we're just going to start doing some little baby steps, you know, like truly working on beginning to heal our relationships can be so simple and beautiful and easeful and just like lots of little baby steps that we just practice and practice and practice and then they grow and grow and things get easier and better. So if we begin looking for the good in one another and looking for that desire of growth in one another, and if our person isn't quite there yet, they will get there, but how can we encourage them? And so when we see their desire for growth, what if we are only encouraging? What if we are only supportive? What if we like really celebrate their wins and shifts and everything? You know, everybody's relationship is so very different in their styles of communication and their love language and everything. But what if we begin setting really good intentions together and yeah, just become incredibly supportive? And even what if we start saying little things to our partner like, I see you. Hey, when when you did this today, I was so proud of you. Or hey, when when you helped me with this earlier, I felt so much more ease and you filled me with appreciation. It really means a lot to me that when I interrupt you for help, you come and help me. Or right, whatever the situation is for you. But how can we start speaking to these little things on our hearts? the little things that we appreciate and love and adore, what if we don't take any of these little things for granted anymore? Well, right? You start saying these sweet little things to your, your, to your partner, and you catch them off guard, and they might not pay attention at first, or they might just kind of like be like, oh yeah, cool. But then when you keep really sincerely with eye contact and maybe a physical touch, remind them, I really fucking love you and I'm really grateful for you. And if you're not in a relationship right now and you're hearing me say these things, like picture picture the person that is coming into your world and your reality to, to create balance and to walk each other through these lessons because like communication shit is always gonna come up because we are all programmed adults, guys, and it's oh freaking k it's okay so picturing your person whether that person's with you now or not even whether your your current person drives you drives you cray cray picture 
being really honest and real and being like, honey, I see you. Honey, I love you. Honey, I'm sorry I've been really distracted or honey, honey, thank you for being patient with me as I've been really busy lately or hey, thank you for being gentle with me while I've been in this emotion or or hey, thanks thanks for making dinner. You know what? You I really appreciate the effort that you put into our household. Thank you for walking our dogs. It means a lot to me when you do this thing or right? What are the little things that we can start being more present with and acknowledging? Even if they're like little things that don't need to be acknowledged. What types of little injections of love and coherence and gratitude which a person will always receive in their heart? You know, if you bring your significant other something sweet and kind and appreciative like this, like you're injecting something really good into their heart. You're bringing them like a real moment of like, oh, like here is, this is, this is mutual love. This is mutual care for each other. This is attention, right? That's like, it's really, really beautiful. And for for our partners and the, us desiring for them to grow because I know that this is a very common theme that I wish my partner was more like this or more like this or I wish they understood this like I do now or you know I've been doing this new way of eating living whatever it is for a while and I wish my partner would do this or or whatever it is it's like for us to understand that within their own time within their own time if it is meant if it is meant for them but for us to keep being the change that we wish to see in things so instead of spending your mental energy thinking about well how can i discard this person and get somebody else or get something different or whatever what if we took that mental energy to being like how can me and this person really grow together what is paining this person right now? Why it might bring this person some ease? What are the yeah, what are the needs of this person? You know, does this person have needs that are not going met in some way? And yes, maybe I do also. But if I'm only thinking about how my needs aren't being met, and if I'm only thinking about how I don't like how that person communicates with me, I got to turn around and pause and say, hey, what are that person's needs? Is that person's needs being met by themselves or by me or by others or whatever? Like just that person's needs in their life, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, are their needs being met? You know, and if I've got a problem with how they communicate to me, can I step outside of myself far enough to really take a look and are there ways that I'm communicating with that person that like I'm adding extra to their reality? Am I being nasty in certain ways? Am I? So in the ways that we look at the other and judge them, judge them based on their actions and behaviors and not on their intentions, and then we look just at our intentions. What if we got way outside of ourselves didn't think about our intentions and just try to look at how we are acting and behaving from the perspective of others, from the perspective of that other person, 
knowing that their perspective of me and or whatever is happening is based on all of their life experiences accumulated. Their perspective is valid to them and it's okay, you know, because because their experience or their perspective is based upon their experiences, not my experiences. If their perspective was based upon my experiences, then they'd have my perspective, but they don't because they've had their experiences, right? So my perspective is based on my experiences. So I ask myself, what would this look like? What would the situation with me or whatever look like from their perspective? And then I picture like a fly on the wall person. What would this situation look like from this third party perspective or other perspectives or whatever, you know? But it's important that we start looking at our situations from many more vantage points because then we can start seeing with wisdom. We can start seeing that we can be responsive and respond versus react. We are able to respond in a huge multitude of ways to everything and anything. We begin understanding that there's a whole bunch of different perspectives that I can see the situation from. When I get out of my own shoes because I recognize that my perspectives are solely based on the accumulation of my life experiences, and at most I'm 50% of the situation, right? I'm 100% of my 50%. So I know that there must be other perspectives of what's happening as well. And because I'm the only one with my accumulation of my experiences, then the other perspectives are going to be different than my perspective, no matter what. Just like scientifically, that's how it has to be. And it's okay. And then for us to understand that everybody's perspectives, they're valid in their own way because they're based literally on that person's experiences. So it's so important that we understand that it's okay that everybody is justified in their own opinion, that that's how it should be. So we begin understanding in our relationships that it's only appropriate that everybody's pretty justified in their opinion and perspective. That's okay and it's healthy and it's appropriate. And what happens when we're all present enough that we can actually like sit back and I can hear you tell me your opinion and your perspective. And I hear you say that that's, you know, that's just the way that you're seeing it. And you're open to understanding that there's different ways to seeing it. And how can we find solution? And then I'm like, okay, I, I hear your perspective and how you can see it that way. I, I understand you. And over here on my side of the situation, this is how I actually was seeing it and feeling it and this is why it seemed this way to me this is what i've experienced before and this is this is how i experienced this situation and then the other person can be like oh okay i didn't see it that way before but yeah that makes sense okay so we see where i was coming from and i meant no harm and i'm like yeah yeah, and you can see where I was coming from and I, I understand that I misunderstood you and I see that you don't mean any harm and also I hope you see that how I responded, I didn't mean any harm. Do you see where we're getting with this? That we're able to see each other and see that we come from different perspectives on it and 
it's okay. It's okay to see to see why we feel the way that we do. It's okay to see why and that we do indeed have different perspectives and different opinions. And then once we can see each other's different opinion without without being triggered by it, by choosing not to be triggered, because triggered is just being in reactivity, which is not being in presence or responsiveness. So we just see where each other are at, and then we can just decide how we want to go forward. We can see each other's perspectives and not get caught up in it and not fight about each other's perspectives. Instead, we can just see that we have different perspectives and then we can be like, okay, how do we meet both of our needs? What are our possible solutions? What's going to work best for us? What's going to be the best thing for us without creating any unintentional consequences? What is going to be the best situation for us that we can apply here that might also help us not get into this particular situation again in the future? And also, we understand that to this particular situation, we are creating solution. And we understand that in the future, there will be situations similar to this, but a different and new or different or new iteration to this experience. So we understand that, okay, we just came together on this. We see each other having different perspectives. We each other see each other having different experiences, different feelings or emotions. We see that we both have a tendency to be triggered in this right now. And we see that we're both exercising enough responsibility and maturity that we're both staying calm and we're strong in our ability to feel our own experience and also know that our own experience isn't the one and only truth. And we're willing to see that this other person also has their own experience which is completely valid and we truly respect that, right? And so now in a future situation, we know that a similar situation is likely to arrive, but we wouldn't have caught it quite because it's still different than this experience that we just created a lot of harmony in. So when the next iteration of this situation, because relationships have patterns, patterns and patterns and patterns and patterns so the next time a similar one comes up let's employ these same things that we just did let's stay calm let's not get triggered let's be willing to hear each other from what each other's actually intending and let's see them from their intentions and also see them from their actions and then let's look at ourselves. We know what our intentions are. So let's really look at our behaviors and actions. And let's not get defensive about it. Let's not feel triggered about it. Let's just look. And let's look together. Let's look at both sides together with a genuine, compassionate curiosity. That's what we do. And then we find solutions. Right? And so in every next situation that we don't catch it first because we're healing 
the different iterations and patterns as we go. And then there becomes less and less things for us to heal. Well, we keep uncovering new things, but we still, we start healing all of the patterns so that these same patterns, each time they creep up with a slightly different iteration or a new iteration, we recognize it and we immediately know how to address it with harmony and cooperation because we've been through something similar already. So the next thing comes up and it's like, oh, okay, so we do what we did last time and we just talked this through and this worked really well. And so what is now the next learning available in this iteration of it that we can, like what else can we take of this to apply to the next time we're in a similar situation, but new or different? So in doing this, we maintain our presence and we maintain our composure, and we maintain true friendship between one another because we each know that we're willing to not be triggered. We're willing to actively keep diffusing our defensive because we know, we know we're actually safe. We know we're safe. Stop telling ourselves that we're not safe or we don't feel safe. We are safe. We are safe with each other because we love each other. We're safe with each other because we are family so we get through all of these things so much easier with so much more grace and even maybe a little bit of enjoyment because we recognize that in each one of these situations it's just unnecessary patterns coming up things that have protected us before ways of communicating that we've never actually made better or evolved you know so that's why earlier in this episode I'm saying it's just practice, 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 practice. And we need the practice. But if we keep discarding our partners, where are we getting the dang practice? And where are we holding space for the truest, deepest work? Because that's what we are here to do together. We are balancing ourselves, healing ourselves, and walking each other home together. Together, together. So we can start... We can start interacting with the challenges in our relationships from this space of compassion, from this space of cooperation, from this space of teamwork. And really, it comes down to a willingness of, of working on our nervous systems and our communication so much because you know things get going in our mind and bodies and hearts so quickly so quickly when we're feeling triggered and reactive so in our relationships we keep communicating and we stay calm and we truly be willing to hear each other so in future episodes i'm going to talk much more about actually breaking down these situations and what are the actual skills what are the steps what how do we employ this more conscious, more integral, more compassionate, more responsible way of being in divine union. And for us to remember that all of this takes work, right? Getting ourselves physically healthy takes work and practice and time and energy and commitment and devotion, as does our spiritual growth, as does going to university, as does partnership. Love is, love is just innate, but, and loving well is work. And it is the most beautiful work. 
And this work with structure and discipline and focus and presence and devotion, this work brings beautiful harmony. This work, like interacting in this way, like not only does it bring harmony and coherence and closeness and friendship and evolved ways of communicating and being and acting and responding it also oh my goodness it saves you so much time and energy it saves you so much energy from not going into the place of fight from not going into that place of conflict for not wasting your time and energy and saying things that we shouldn't have said or breaking things or you know there's always when when we actively choose to react together and to each other and we go into those those not good places that so often many of us do that takes so much energy just to come back to neutral from those places let alone actually like doing work doing deep work from those places and coming back into a place of rest and digest and creativity and love and passion or whatever it is like when we don't any longer fall into the traps of fighting and conflict and separation when we no longer entertain those energies everything else becomes enhanced and harmonized so it's good on so many levels to do this work with communication in our relationships and again like in a lot of ways right i'm talking about intern in intimate spouse relationships but this this can also be applied in so many ways to your experience with your boss your experience with your mother-in-law your experience with your children with anything it's just really learning conflict resolution learning how to communicate learning how to respond learning to not allow triggers learning allow learning to to let go of the fears, to let go of the things that are not real in the moment and to entrain the nervous system through the heart's wisdom and really like listening to heart wisdom in our situations. And we create again so much more harmony, coherence. We save so much time and energy and also to speak of the body, like every time that we're going into fight or flight with conflict, we are doing so much disservice to the body we are lowering our immune system functionality we are lowering our ability to appropriately like digest our foods we are changing the chemistry in the body we're changing the regulation of hormones we're creating more acidity in the body and creating more oxidative stress in the body so there's so many reasons on all levels for us to increase our maturity and increase our self-mastery in these realms and our relationships oh my goodness guys this is an area of self-mastery that collectively it is time that we work on but the time is here to fully support us because the darkness is all crumbling those again those backwards systems that have influenced how we relate and how we love and how we sex and how we joy and how we communicate all of that shit that stuff's all crumbling so this is where we come forth with wisdom with soul with recognizing each other first and foremost from the heart 
and knowing and feeling our constant interconnectedness between all of us and how truly divine and sacred our partnerships are. So keep working at it. Keep loving at it. Keep working on a communication. The the book of nonviolent communication one of the best books that you'll ever read. I'm going to do lots of work on non nonviolent communication here within this within this podcast, but it is absolutely worth the four or five hour uh, audiobook read that it is. So I really want to suggest that to you guys. I will put a link in the show notes and I'm not affiliated or anything, but it is such an important read. I have read this book five times now. So dear friends, please, as always, take what is useful for you out of this episode and discard the rest and know that it's time for us to be responsible. It's time for us to learn better communication because most adults out here, guys, we don't know how to communicate well, truly. And a lot of folks think they do, but we got lots and lots to learn. But it's worth it. And it's worth it. So dear soul, dear beloved, I wish for your heart to experience the release of walls and blockages and experience whatever you want to experience. So dear beloved, thank you for spending this time with me. May we all show up more fully with more presence in our relationship. May we put down the phone, may we stop the scroll, Maybe we really see each other and really listen. Maybe we start asking some really good questions that dig deep. And maybe we listen to the answers to these questions, no matter what the answers are. May we be more allowing. May we be more receptive. May we be more supportive and more encouraging. So I'm wishing you a full-hearted, week ahead this first week into the year 2022 into the beautiful and balanced secure and loving safe energy of the six and also of the master 222 where we are getting close together and knowing our duality but also nourishing and rejuvenating within our partnership and unions so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful things on the horizon for all of our unions. And I wish you so much love and so much intention within relation and within whatever relating you do to whatever people, places, animals, nature, everything in your life. May we relate more with more honesty. May we relate with more communication. May we relate with more compassion. May we relate with more breath. May we keep being honest and more and more honest for what is real. May we say what we want, say what we desire, speak what we need. And may we look with the eyes of our heart 
and look with the ears and listen with the ears of our heart and really feel and see what are other people that we love and cherish in our life what they need and what they desire and are there heart-filled ways for us to support that in them Dear beloved soul, keep drinking the good purified water for it lubricates our bodies, keeps our blood liquid so that our blood can transport oxygen and all of our soul's codes to all the rest of us and to one another. Tremendous love to all of you and we will feel each other again next Friday. I love you so, and so it is.